Just a quick note, our philosophy here on Two Teas in a Pod is to present English in its most natural form. What this means is that every now and then one or two uh, bad words might slip through the net. So just a warning that this episode contains a little bit of adult language. Welcome to the podcast, Two Teas in a Pod. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Two Teas in a Pod. Hello. Welcome back to Two Teas in a Pod. How are you doing, Katie? I'm great, Tim. I'm super fantastic. How are you? Yeah, good. All right. All right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We are back with another part in our series of first certificate exam mm-hmm. this one is the one that every i think everyone dreads everyone yeah. finds this difficult the use of english it's horrible they have good right to hate it because you know it's tricky tricky it's a tricky one I'm trying to catch you out yes so we're going to go through the four parts and briefly explain what you have to do um and then give some tips uh for self-study mm-hmm. and little bits of advice things you can exactly. do to help maximize your score exactly so So, it's important to note that use of english is focusing on how english is used so vocabulary and grammar yeah so obviously in english there are is a limited amount of grammar it is tricky though yeah but there is only limited amount Mm -hmm. um and different parts of the use of english focus on different parts of vocabulary and different parts of grammar yeah we'll go through them Mm-hmm. Let's look at part number one, first of it's all. It's a good place to start. <laughs> a very good place to start. What's that from? No idea. Let's start from the very beginning. A very good place to start. <laughs> ah, it's the sound of music. No. Do, re, mi. Okay. So part one, <laughs> what do they have to do, Tim? In part one, they have a short text, maybe uh, two, three paragraphs um, with gaps in it. And then they have multiple choice questions. So it's uh, one to eight um, with an example. Zero is always an example. Mm-hmm. It's four option, multiple choice questions. They have to choose the correct option to complete each gap. Exactly. What sort of things are they tested on, Katie? Okay, so this is one where you have to, because you've got four options there, you're going to be tested on what words go together mm-hmm. most commonly. So. Yeah. For example, that could be a collocation, so words that go together commonly. It could be the meaning of words. It could be words that are easily confused in English. For example, words like wait, Mm -hmm. uh, expect, and hope. Um, It can be easily confused, especially for Spanish speakers, because they all translate to the same verb. Exactly. So they'll try and catch you out with, um, yeah, easily confused ones. Yeah. Dependent prepositions, mm-hmm. so things like... Depends on. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> oh my God, I can't think of an example. Yep. Interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, so the way to kind of tackle this is, well, first of all, practice a lot. Yeah. As we talked about in our reading episode, read a lot. Yeah. And underline, really read consciously, so underline stuff, mm-hmm. underline interesting expressions or collocations. Yeah. Make a list. Yeah. Or flashcards. And also like that reading intensively can be good, but also reading extensively. So just exposing yourself to lots of little texts, short texts. So get used to, I don't know, 
reading um, short news bulletins in mm -hmm. English. Mm -hmm. um, there's loads of content on on the internet that's available to you. Whatever you're interested, if you're interested in sport, you've got short match reports. You've got I don't know short uh, CD or music reviews or concert reviews. Mm -hmm. Just get used to actually tackling and being exposed to these types of short texts because you'll pick up instinctively on the way that the language works and the way yeah. words fit together. Same like Twitter as well. Yeah. You, you know, if you're into Twitter, you mm -hmm. might be follow some interesting people with things to say that you're interested in. Definitely. So in terms of actual exam technique, when you read, read the text, read around the gap. Yeah, so look at definitely. the words on either side. Think about what what your you know what would collocate what what would you would expect to write, and then choose the choose A, B, C, D carefully. Yeah, so quite often you're going on what what sounds best to you. Say them all to yourself, reading the full sentence to yourself. Yeah, um, and choosing the one that seems to fit best. Sometimes you might know the answer, and you might not know why. Um, it's correct. Um, another thing to focus on. Don't worry on, about it. Yeah. <laughs> just, just do it. Just go for it. Um, another thing to focus on is, uh, as we were saying, things like the prepositions. There'll always be at least like one or two where the gap, immediately after the gap, there's a preposition. Mm. And the re reason the correct answer is correct is because it goes with that preposition. Yeah. So it might be, for example, there is an of after the gap and the options are uh, except, rather, and instead. Which one would be the correct option? Instead. Yeah, because it's bloody testing me, Tim. <laughs> yeah, and that's the reason. That's why they're trying to test you. That it's rather than, instead of, except for. Mm -hmm. um, so you can get clues from the text for at least two or three of the answers. Exactly. All right. Nothing more to say about, te about text yeah. one. Just got to go read, for it. Read a lot. Remember what they're testing you on. They're testing your vocabulary. Focus on the prepositions. Yes. Um, yeah. And prepositions will also do you well for part two. Part two, yeah. Part two is, your, again, a very short text and there's eight gaps mm -hmm. and you have to fill each gap with one word. That you're yeah. not given any other example. You don't have a multiple choice or anything. You just have to read the text and decide what is the missing word in the gap. Yeah. So these missing words are often linkers, so although... Uh, despite, mm -hmm. however, yeah, whereas things like that. So they're testing that bits of grammar associated with um, linkers. It tests quite a lot of grammar this part, but then also yes. vocabulary. Things like that certain as well. things come up a lot. Mm -hmm. yeah. So like lots of pronouns come up, relative pronouns, which, who, where, when. Yeah. <laughs> Whose. Thank you. Who's? Um, yeah. So really brush up on your relative clauses. Yeah. Uh, go over the part in your textbook if you're preparing for the exam. Really make sure that you've got your head round. Yeah. Stuff like uh, defining and non-defining relative clauses, relative clauses where there are commas, what yeah. can go after the comma. Yeah. Uh, remember that you can't have that after a comma. It's mm -hmm. going to be which if it's mm -hmm. describing a thing or exactly. who if it's describing exactly. a person. Um, Could be prepositions yeah. again. Dependent prepositions or mm -hmm. maybe related to multi-word verbs. Yeah, definitely. So it could be yeah, the preposition missing from a phrasal verb or the mm -hmm. verb missing from a phrasal verb. Exactly. Could um, be an article. So a, an, the, yeah. for example. Quite often, like my students, we're correcting first certificate part two. And they're like, 
I have no idea what it is. And then you say to them, it was the, and they're like, what? It was the. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding just, me? They didn't realize that in that situation, the the was very necessary. Maybe it was a superlative or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, uh, it could also be things like quantifiers. Mm-hmm. So none. Yeah. Where it's like none, some, any. No. Things like that. Yeah. Um, Etc. Exactly. Or some. other words like um, determiners, like this, that, these, those. Yeah. Um, come up quite a lot as mm-hmm. well. Knowing where to use them. Again, reading around the gap, it's very similar to part mm-hmm. one. Reading around the gap and thinking about what goes best. Especially for the ones that are testing linkers, quite often if it's a word like although um, or whereas, you really need to understand... Um, if there's a contrast in the in the following sentence or the yeah. following clause, you really yeah. need to read ahead. You can't really just yeah. be focusing on the words either side. Yeah. Important to read read the whole text first. Yeah. Um, oh, I just had another one in my head and it's kind of gone. Oh yeah. Um, in terms of studying, this is you know because it's quite it's very broad. All of this is very broad. It's difficult to to nail it down. But if you get like an exercise book where you've got the rules on one page and exercise on the other. Mm-hmm. Um, they're kind of a self-study yeah. book. Like English the grammar in use, English yeah, vocabulary exactly. in use, that series, other series of books. Are there available. are other ways of it. Not a sponsor. Um, we wish you were. But definitely <laughs> flick through to the pages on relative clauses and articles yeah. and stuff Linkers. like that. Linkers. So so that's all. That will definitely come up in this part. Yeah. That'll get you a good few points. Exactly. Um, just having them down, just keeping them all in your head. All of this mm-hmm. is about keeping it all in your head. And then remember, always, as I'll keep drilling home, one option is to do it that way. Studying, uh, reading reading grammar rules, filling in gaps, doing lots of that. Another way is just to read a lot and instinctively know the answers. So which way do you want to do it? Do you want to do it the long, boring, read the, read the answers and do all the gap <laughs> fills? Or do you want to... I don't know if that's a lot. I think that might be the um, the crammer, the person who crams yeah, might do that. Different personalities. Yeah. Yeah. Depends if you're a fastidious reader or not as well. Yeah, exactly. Okay, part three. Part three, word formation. It's so, a tricky, this is a tricky one. Um, when it comes to studying for this part, you do need, there's no substitute for, um, yeah doing some boring studying, let's say. Yeah. Going through, making sure you know all the suffixes, mm-hmm. all the prefixes. Mm-hmm. So basically you've got another text, uh, maybe two, three paragraphs, um, similar to the text in the last two parts. And then you have gaps. And then at the end of each line where there's a gap, you have a root word. Um, so it could be the word interest at the end. And then you have to decide what changes you have to make uh, to the word interest so that it fits into the text. So maybe... So if it was at the beginning of a sentence mm-hmm. with a comma after it, yeah. you'd expect it to be interestingly. Yeah. So making an adverb from the, from the, the root original word, root word. Which is a noun. Interest. Yeah. I had to think then for a while. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. You you uh, were like, give me an example of a dependent preposition. Well, yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, so it's about forming, knowing how to form and when to form adverbs, yeah, adjectives, nouns, nouns, verbs, yeah, people, yeah, so that personal nouns, yeah, yeah. yeah. like knowing that it's scientist, 
yeah. not scientific. Yeah. Knowing when it's going to be a plural now, so to scientists. Yeah. Exactly. You've got to read so around the context. Afterwards, maybe if there's the word are or the words have, like so scientists have discovered that. Da, da, yeah. Da, da, and you know it's going exactly. to be plural. Exactly. Looking at word formation. Mm -hmm. Sorry, verb formation. Yeah. Handy. I always tell, like, in terms of, like, tackling this, is uh, if you're doing lots of exam practice, uh, like, looking at the different, like, making, like, a chart, maybe. So doing one column noun, one column adjective, yeah. verb. What's the other one? Adverbs. Adverbs. And then people. And then yeah. splitting that into two, so having prefix and suffixes. And then every time you come across a new prefix, like miss or un or ill, yeah. adding that there with an example of that noun. So is it like, yeah. for example, uh, adjective illegal, and adding that there with an example. Mm -hmm. And then just having that on the back of your toilet when you sat doing yeah. your business, <laughs> having a little bit of a look. Or use like flashcard apps as well. Flashcard apps. Like uh, Quizlet. Quizlet or what's the other one? I don't know. I remember. It's really good. <laughs> um, I've got it. Anki. It's called, it's called oh, Anki. A-N-K-I. Yeah. And Anki sets up um, spaced repetition. So you can have like uh, a set, a, a, uh, like a flashcard set of all the ill verbs, all the miss verbs, mm. uh, words, sorry. And then you will test yourself on them and say whether you got it right or so you're looking at one side and you've got to guess what the prefix is, for example. And then you say, you have to be honest and say, yes, I got it right or no, I got it wrong. Mm -hmm. And then Anki, the, the program, will remember um, the ones you got wrong and then it will know when to test you on those again. Mm -hmm. So say, right, okay, you got the one right. So I'm not going to test you on that one for two weeks because mm -hmm. you seem to have got it right. But the one you go wrong, I'm going to test you on again tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So if you're getting into the habit of doing a little, yeah, while you're on the toilet, maybe a little five <laughs> minutes of Anki every day or when you're on the metro, don't necessarily have to be on the toilet. <laughs> then the program will help you by testing you on the things that you don't know. Yeah. And um, so like makes it into a game. Exactly. So something a bit more entertaining. Yeah. Than just like rote learning. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, yeah, it's a bit dry, but it's got to be done got to be done got to be done um my, you know. my students generally tend to do okay in part three word formation yeah so it seems to be something that it's that is instinctive that it's instinctive and there's a few that there seems to be like less content that could come up they yes. know okay i'm being tested on prefixes and suffixes yeah. as long as i got my prefix, prefixes and suffixes down yeah. i understand them pretty well i know yeah. i'm gonna get five six out of eight in this one Whereas the thing about part one and part two, especially is there's such a broad range of stuff that's being tested. They're just like, if I just don't know that, mm -hmm. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to get that point. Mm -hmm. Which brings us on to part four, which is exactly like that. This is the part that people find really, really hard. It's yeah. quite intimidating. Yeah, I think so. There's only six questions though. Yeah. Describe these have... questions to us. Describe Katie. what do we have to do? Well, yeah. you have... An original sentence, mm -hmm. and you have a keyword, yep. and then you have to transform. You have like um, a second sentence and a, with a gap, and you yep. have to transform the sentence using that keyword to fit the second sentence. Mm -hmm. Sounds a bit confusing. I suppose it is a bit, and that has to be between between two and five words. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so what is tricky. being tested? Loads of stuff. Lots of things. At Normally least... it's a, it could be a piece of vocabulary and you get two points for each mm-hmm. question. So it's 12 points in total. Yeah. So it's a, it's a big point earner. Yeah. Uh, it might be a piece of vocabulary. It might be a piece of grammar. But yeah. they're testing on two things yeah. in general. So a good thing to have in mind. Quite often people um, lose a point just from carelessness. Like yes. They think, ah, oh, this is testing me on, I don't know. Uh, it could be uh, I'm interested in going on holiday, for example. That could be the answer. Mm-hmm. And then they get the point for interested in and then put go on holiday. Yeah, something. I'm interested in go on holiday. So exactly. being tested on that they know it's interested in, but then there's also an ING afterwards as well. Exactly. And just by silly little mistake, you lose the second point. Yeah. Um, so things that can be tested, mostly they're testing grammar in this part. They're testing the whole grammar syllabus of any decent first certificate uh, textbook. But then there's also some bits that are going to be testing um, stuff like phrasal verbs. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a little checklist here. So mm-hmm. make sure that you are 100% sure on these various grammar and vocabulary structures. So first one is, Katie? Past simple and present perfect. Mm. So the difference between, uh, for example, I haven't seen Tim for a long time. Mm-hmm. And the last time I saw Tim yep. was a while ago. Exactly. So going from I haven't seen for to... See or saw. I saw. Yeah. So knowing the difference between those two, really important in mm-hmm. this part. Next one. Next one is the second conditional. So this one comes up quite a lot. Um, if I won the lottery, I would buy a mansion, the classic one. Mm-hmm. If I didn't work in construction, I would be an actor. Yeah. Okay, so if plus past simple, and then would to talk about hypothetical situations. Then third conditional. So just be down with your conditionals. Yeah. First, second, third. So that third conditional is an unrealistic situation in the past. Mm-hmm. So the example we've got here, if I had known you were coming, I would have baked a cake. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cake. Yeah. <laughs> so cake. Cake. We love a cake here mm-hmm. on Two Teas in a Pod. So that's stuff that, you know, with your teacher, if you're doing a preparation course, I'm You'll sure be going they, through these things. They'll be going over it. Yeah. Having Making yourself a little cheat sheet of giving definitely. yourself examples. Yeah, definitely. It's a good idea to help you study. Another one that comes up a lot is the passive voice. So it might be a, the first sentence might be in the active voice, something like the police arrested the man. And then you have to change it to the passive to. The man was arrested by the police. Exactly. Or it might be vice versa. They might give you a passive sentence that you have mm-hmm. to change into an active sentence. So exactly. it could be the other way around. Yeah. Well, that's one structures like it is said that cigarettes give you cancer. For example. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or cigarettes are said to give you cancer. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So brush up on your passives. Exactly. And then we've got wish and if only. So you knowing the grammar of that. So knowing that wish in the, if you're talking about a wish in the present, mm-hmm. you say I wish followed by past simple. So I wish I was in Hawaii right now. Yeah. Or if you're talking about the past, it's, I wish I hadn't drunk so much last night. Yeah. Relevant for both of us today. Yeah. <laughs> we both, you know, it's Sunday night. Yeah. We had a heavy Saturday night. Can you tell? 
<laughs> um, yeah, that's the one that comes up a lot. Is the past? It does. The it's one, very the, popular. The past perfect one. I wish I had. I wish I hadn't. I wish I had studied more. Mm-hmm. I wish I hadn't eaten that dodgy kebab. Mm-hmm. Um, next thing that comes up quite a lot is linkers, and one that they like quite a lot is the despite or in spite of changing mm-hmm. to although or even though, mm-hmm. um, or the other way around. So the first sentence will be with although. So it might be, for example, although he felt ill, he still went to school. Okay. And then you have to change it to use despite or in spite of. So uh, he went to school in spite of his illness. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or despite the fact that he or despite Ill. feeling ill feeling ill yeah so in spite or despite in spite of or despite with a noun okay despite the rain mm-hmm. uh, or then on ing mm-hmm. despite feeling ill <laughs> he went to school <laughs> exactly so brush up on those ones next. what's the next one reported speech so reported speech is when you uh, you've got the dire- direct speech. So Tim said, I really need to eat a hamburger. Is direct speech. And reported speech would be, Tim said he really needed to eat a hamburger. Mm-hmm. So knowing the difference that it's going to be present in the direct speech and then going to go one step into the past and report it. Mm-hmm. Getting, that, getting those rules down. Yeah. Very helpful. Stuff like will changing to would as well. I will mm-hmm. call him tomorrow. She said that she would call him the following day. Mm-hmm. For example. Exactly. And on the same vein, knowing how to do to change a report a direct question into mm-hmm. a reported question. So yeah. have you been to Paris? He asked me if I had been to Paris. Yeah. So changing the yes no questions using it. Exactly. And then if it's an open question, where is the train station? He asked me where the train station was. Mm, Exactly. So brush up on those in your grammar books. They come up a lot. Reported speech and reported questions. They love them. They love them. Um, Next one, phrasal verbs. So there are loads of phrasal verbs that could come up. So Uh, many. It's a tricky one. Yeah. So we've got, for example, um, one that I've seen is, the first sentence is, he wants to cancel the meeting. And then the answer is, he wants to call off the meeting. So to call off, meaning to cancel. Yes. Or he won't tolerate bad behavior. He won't put up with bad behavior. Mm. So put up with, they like quite a lot. Call off and put off, they do a lot as well. Call off, cancel, mm. put off, postpone. Yes. Tend to come up quite a lot. That's true. What's the next one? So then we've got, to have something done or to get mm-hmm. something done. It's quite a tricky structure. Normally, you'd say this when you need to pay someone to do a service for you. Yeah. So you might pay someone to cut your hair. Yeah. So I got my hair cut. Exactly. Or I need to get my hair cut. Mm-hmm. I need to get my car repaired. I need, yeah. So. I need to have my roof fixed. Exactly. So paying someone to fix the roof. Exactly. Um, that one comes up quite a lot as well. It does. The next one is comparatives and superlatives. Oh, yeah. So the typical one that they're going to do here is they're going to do a comparative with a, like like better than, bigger than, smaller than, changing to a comparative with as. Yes. So it would be, for example, um, this restaurant is better than that one. 
that restaurant isn't as good as this one. Yeah. So okay. knowing as adjective as. Yeah. So getting not that down. as good as. And not as good or as, for example. Yeah, exactly. Like, common mistake. And being really careful with the as's and the thans. <laughs> yeah. Quite often they'll put things, people make mistakes of saying, it's not as good than. Exactly. Okay. So knowing that it's better than, bigger than, mm -hmm. but not as good as. Exactly. Not as big as. They um, might also chuck in an, an adverb. So he's not nearly as tall as me. Yeah. Or he's slightly taller. They do slightly ones or not nearly yeah. as. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to okay. really read the first sentence very carefully because sometimes you can miss stuff. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. Modal verbs. Also important. The dreaded modal verbs. So knowing what a modal verb is doing. So is it a, are you, is it talking about possibility? Mm -hmm. Is it in the present? Is it in the past? Yeah. What's it, what's, what's it doing there? Just for example, if you're talking about speculation as well, the butler must have murdered him. Mm. That'd be speculation in the past. Yeah. So these ones come up quite a lot. It Where can't have John? been Sarah you saw at the mall. She's on holiday in Dubai. That is a typical one. That I've, that if what is that not from a certain textbook? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> or another classic one. Sarah. I shouldn't have drunk so much last night. For example. Exactly. Coming back to that again. Uh, another really common one that comes up is the difference between so and such. Yeah. So so is always followed by an adjective and such is always followed by a noun. Mm-hmm. Or it could be adjective noun, but yeah. there's a noun there somewhere. Mm -hmm. So knowing that it was so hot that we couldn't leave the hotel or it was such a hot day that we had mm -hmm. to stay in the hotel. Yeah. So you've got the noun day after such there. Uh, and then finally at the end, it's probably the most tricky one to do because yeah. it's such a long list. Mm -hmm. But knowing word patterns, so what type of word you're expected after certain verbs. Yep. So, for example, uh, after a preposition, you're always going to put ing. I'm a big fan of playing water sports mm -hmm. instead of I'm a big fan of to play. Yeah. You wouldn't say that. So, if it's a preposition like of, in, on, etc. Yeah. Always followed by ng. Mm -hmm. And then after certain verbs, so like decide, you always use two plus infinitive. I have decided to study biology. Yeah. So there's just a long list of them. Mm -hmm. Crack mm -hmm. it out, study them. Exactly. It's a bit crap, that bit. Yeah, gerunds and infinitives tend to be uh, pretty tricky. difficult to make but you fun. Know, again, like you've, if you've read a lot and you've been studying English for a long time, then you... Then you kind of know by instinct. Yeah. What sounds good. Yeah. Um, I think what's a good tip for these ones particularly is to find, uh, you can find them online on sites like Quizlet, also in textbooks, where they have like a set of six questions where they're all testing the same grammar point. Mm -hmm. So it's just like do a set of mm -hmm. six comparative superlative mm -hmm. keyword transformations. Because yeah. then you'll go through all the sort of possible ones that they're likely to test you on okay yeah and then you'll be well prepared for that particular exactly. grammar point and then like uh yeah just make sure there are no holes in your grammar in terms of the first certificate syllabus because there is a limited set of grammar that they test you on yeah when you get to stuff like the advanced and the proficiency it's there's so many range, things they start yeah. testing you a lot more vocabulary yeah but at least you know that you can cover your back cover your ass 
Um, <laughs> which is a lovely expression. <laughs> means that you can protect yourself. Protect yourself and be well prepared. Yes. To cover your ass is <laughs> if you know that that list of grammar we've just gone through, you've got those pretty much. And that will help you understood in all parts of use of English. Yeah, definitely. All parts. Mm-hmm. Another thing to point out uh, is um, often there might be a certain word in the original sentence that they want to in- you to include yeah. in the second sentence and you won't get the full marks if you don't include that thing. So it's extremely, adverb, yeah. ex- utterly fascinating. They might mm-hmm. want you to include utterly. Yeah. So later. John couldn't hide his utter fascination with the yeah. hamburger. So uh, John found it utterly, f- found the hamburger utterly fascinating, yeah. for example. Because the second sentence has to mean exactly the same. Exactly the same. So if they've added an adverb or something to, yeah, to change the fit meaning. Yeah, it in there somehow. Yeah. A good strategy for this one, um, but I think a lot of students do find it time consuming, but if you f- know that you, you struggle with this one, it might be a good idea. Underlining all the keywords or all the most important words mm-hmm. in the first sentence and then looking at the second sentence and crossing out yeah. what's repeated and then circling the keywords that haven't been sated and you know that that is whoops you know that that is what you need to include in the second yeah. sentence so you're looking for a way of saying this yeah expressing expression that using part. that yeah. word exactly is that clear yeah, I don't yeah know if I that well. um so it could be stuff like they're testing you on get rid of yeah and then the original one has something like throw away yeah and you realize that throw away has the only been, one that's not been repeated not been expressed yet yeah and then the keyword might be get. Yes. And then you're like, so ooh, how oh. do I say throw away with get? Hmm, get rid of. Hopefully you'd know that. Ding, ding, two points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so just uh, read it carefully. Yeah. Um, it should only take, shouldn't take you more than half an hour. This is yeah. obviously included in the reading a use of English paper. Mm-hmm. So you've got 75 minutes. You want to give yourself at least 45 minutes for the readings. Yeah. So yeah, don't stick spend, to half an hour. Yeah, don't spend more than half an hour on the reading and use of English, on the use of English. Side. Yeah, kind of breaks down to about seven minutes per. Yeah. Thing. Anyway. Brilliant. So I hope those tips are useful. Um, let us know what you think on the social meds. Yeah. Yeah. If you have any other tips that might help out with other students as well, suggesting them too would be a good idea. Definitely. Right, we're going to wrap this one up. Yeah. So. Thank you for listening. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Two teas in a pod. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Two teas in a pod. Thank you very much for listening to today's show. We hope you enjoyed it. Please leave a comment on all of the social medias available. We'd like to thank our sound producer, Ben Ward and Mark Wilding for doing the artwork and our branding, which looks great. We'd also like to thank Lisa Marie Court, Berenice Ray, Vicky Milena, and myself, <laughs> thanking myself, for the jingles, and Tim Worry as being my co-presenter. And me, Katie Wright, the other co-presenter. Thank you to all of the guests that appeared on our show today, and we hope that you tune in next time for another episode of Two Teas in a Pod.